This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Look out follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter attack. Forestieri. to do not scratch your eyes we are one light at the moment you may have noticed he will be along shortly he's running late and we thought well we'll start without him he can join in so Carl will be along shortly this is going to be a opposition view without the opposition as well hey let's improvise hey it's it's already good it's already good because I've never been involved in anything with the word light in before so I'm quite pleased with that we've got to give a big round of applause for Cardiff they failed to show up both times yeah. Wankers, wankers. There we go. <laughs> right. So yeah, we t- we t- we took me blanks a second time. Well, I think you'll agree yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. But we do have a prediction for the EFL. So oh, when okay. when Carlos joins us, we have a prediction right. for Watford versus Cardiff from somebody a bit special. Okay. More of that later. More of that later. So okay. th- let's talk a little bit about Cardiff. Well, Cardiff. It's in Wales. Right. What next? Cardiff are currently in 21st place. They are literally only above the relegation zone because uh, Paul Ince and Reading have generally been, you know, found to be naughty and been kind of banned several points and what have you. If we look at their home and away uh, nonsense, they're pretty shite in both. They're, again, just above the relegation zone. 21st in um, in the home, but, of course, it's the away bit. They crawl up to 20th. They've had 20 games away. They've won five. They've drawn three, and they've lost 12. They've only scored 16 times away from home and conceded 29. So, by my reckoning, we should beat them by about 0.8 to 1.5. There you go. That's how that's how football works, isn't it? And they've got yeah. eighteen. They've got eighteen points. So they're looking basically at kind of point nine points per per game away. Which is, if anybody's listened to this, my God, why have you listened to this? But other than that, it's kind of you know that that's why they're down there. It, they're really not good home or away. They've gone through you know a couple of managers this season. So there we go. Now there are a couple of interesting things. You may remember that last last time we had these guys on, we picked out a player 
called, um, and his name was excellent, and that was why we called it out. It was Jaden Philogene Bidace, and it was a name. It was a name so stupid that we went, "This guy's going to be good." And for mm. once, we weren't wrong. He tore us a new one down the right hand side. He's sort of quite. He's kind of like one of these long, rangy, um, kind of left-footed, but cuts in from the right. And he, yeah, he was. He was quite good. Well, now he's just calling himself Jaden Philogene because he's trying to fly below the DNSYE radar. But we caught you. We've caught you, Jaden. There's no getting away from it. So. <laughs> If we were going to do a Starman, but we can't be bothered because nobody from bloody Cardiff had turned up, he would be in there. However, however, their top scorer is this. This is beautiful. Uncle Ron, are you listening? Their top scorer, their top scorer is called Sorry Cabba. No. You could not fucking make it up. Sorry, Sorry Cabba. <laughs> he's got to play. So he's got to He will be playing, hopefully, won't he? Is he well, going to be he, playing? He is their top scorer. He's on six goals, and he seems to have done reasonably, you know, kind of well for himself as a centre forward. And and he seems to be, you know, it's currently their sort of their sort of main threat. So we'll need to uh, need to keep an eye out. But as we know, they're not scoring a, a, an awful lot of goals. They basically bought him in, I think, on loan from Michelin, who are in. Uh, Norway or Denmark, or I think they're, I think they're Danish because they they appear periodically in uh, in Champions League. They're on the games where you just go, yeah, no, not that one. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's a, that's they're there with Copenhagen. Yeah, no, we won't we won't watch that. Oh look, oh look, Juventus are playing. We'll get bored by that instead. <laughs> yes. So there we go. So there you go. That's all you really need to know about Cardiff. I would suggest wow. they're from Wales. They've got somebody mm. called. Uh, Philogene, no longer known as Bidace for some reason, quite a nice player. Wouldn't mind having a look at him next season. Um, and they are not doing that well, which mm. probably means that when we get to the score lines and the predictions, that they'll probably do us three now. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, Cabba is there. Sorry, Cabba. You just can't beat sorry, Cabba, can you? That's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. There you go. That was your position view for Cardiff. <laughs> No, uh, no uh, gold, uh, silver, and bronze, and no uh, uh, anything else there. But no, that's fine. If you can't be bothered to turn up, Cardiff, this is this is how we have to do things. In fairness, in fairness, when Birmingham didn't turn up the first time, last time they turned up, they were fine. When the first time they didn't turn up, we just started talking about Aston Villa. So we're mm. going to carry on this fine tradition of talking about whatever the fuck we want because the opposition up here. Yeah. Oh, so let's have a little chat about Saturday. Bristol City. Nigel Pearson returned. His yeah. forearms were the biggest thing in the entire state. You could see them from where we were sitting, and that's quite a long way away. Yeah. See them from space. Um, <laughs> but he got a nice reception, and he acknowledged that. He acknowledged it was a nice reception. No, no, he did, yeah. Maybe I didn't do too bad a job here. No, I, I think there are some people who go, oh, no, we don't like him as a, as a coach or as a manager. Operation Restart didn't. But he was, he was, you know, under COVID at the time, as, as were half the team anyway. So, no, mm. Nigel Pearson, sir. Honourable mention, all Definitely. good, all good and done. But yeah. there were there were other things that uh, that followed over from the Huddersfield previous home game, where we had a conversation with a gentleman called Rich, if you remember that, who was yeah. the guy who was the guy who had the towel, the towel of non-absorbency. If it was if it was in a Harry Potter uh, story, and why not? After all, we are the Harry Potter club. Yeah, he was basically ejected from the ground for having written Pozzo out and unfurled it. A small banner, however. On Saturday, of course, we we won 2-0. Performance was 
okay. I don't think it ever really personally lit up. I, I thought we we didn't do our normal kind of shoot ourselves in the head level of errors, but some people did go, oh no, we did because look, he misplaced a pass and stuff. And so yeah, there were errors, but not the ones that just we God, we couldn't get out yeah. for a change. No, 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 there were errors, but I think that Bristol City were spectacularly poor. If they could finish, then we may have been looking at a draw, but they can't. And Backman did make a couple of decent saves. But there's a lot of people going on about Hoot and Porteous just not being very good at the back. And, you know, they're still making mistakes and things. But I don't, and they must be not as obvious to me as they were being made previously, because I think there's been an upgrade at the at the two centre halves. But you, you may disagree, but I, I think there's been a slight upgrade, not a massive one, but a slight one. Here he is. You're all right. I, I would be. You're like a some, DJ in there. We yeah, some, the- yeah, somebody's. Um, it's a long story, but somebody's uh, basically tied my headphones up to a wire, and this is as close as I can get with my headphones. <laughs> my daughter's completely fuckerized my um, my do setup here. Time? Do you need more time, or do you? Well, want I'm going to put myself on mute hour. and, and organise myself, if I may. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and rectify that. Please talk amongst yourselves. Thank you. Okay. Well. There, there, there you right. go, ladies and gentlemen. At this point, we'd like to thank uh, our patrons who uh, who help fund such things as uh, Carl's headphones that he's failing to use properly. <laughs> he's even taken them off. Look, I know. I think I think we should say really. Stuff. I think we should <laughs> say really nasty things about him now while he can't he's hear. Swinging his mic around like Roger Daltrey. This is fantastic. Oh, there you go, Roger. <laughs> Roger Daltrey of the Who, everybody. There you go. That's yeah, it. One for the kids. He, he looks like he looks like a salmon farmer if ever there was. Oh, that one. doesn't right. look like a knot. <laughs> he doesn't look a salmon right. farmer. <laughs> Good. Uh, while he's fanning about with that, and and generally looking like a bit of an ass. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I was, we were saying about the, the two centre halves there. I was. Do you think there's been an upgrade, or do you think it's more of the same? I think personally, I think yes, there is an upgrade. I think uh, I'm more pleased with Porteous than I am with Hoot. Hoot just gives the ball away a little too often for me personally. But he's left sided. He can give us balance. He gives us an option to go to three if Wilder or whoever the next manager will be on I don't know next Saturday you know wants to go to a three we've got we've got far more capable the thing I just like about Porteous I mentioned this on the on the um, spaces is just the fact that and especially in the second half because he you know he was defending our end in the in the family view uh, the family end when I was there he was he was losing his shit with people doing silly fucking rubbish in the final third and he was having a go at Backman he was having a go at Kamara, he was having a go at anybody because, you know, look, we're a goal up. Number one rule, do not concede we win this game. Mm. Pure and simple. Pure and simple, as hearsay once said. You know, if you do that, it's it's happy days. There you go. I'm I'm, I'm back. I'm ready. Do you need need your specs or do you not need them this evening? Normally, No, no, no. No, I'm I'm all right. I'm good. Apologies for my lateness. Somebody had a nasty injury at football, but I caused it as well. (laughs) <laughs> so, so I felt, so I felt, that- I felt I had to stay around to uh, wait for the ambulance. the ambulance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair yeah. enough. So you basically stood around and feigned interest until you could get away. Yes, literally well kept, kept clock watching as well. Well yeah. done. So what have I missed? We've done the Cardiff stuff. They're not here, so fuck them. That's done. Oh fuck them. <laughs> Cardiff's done. So we're at we're at we're at Saturday now. The game against Bristol City. I mean, we did have Jack with us. Let's talk about Jack very quickly. So oh, I think he may have arrived a bit earlier than you were expecting, yes. because there were a few panicked messages on our WhatsApp group, which is he's on his way, and I'm sitting around in my pants. Which yes. As nice as that is, we, we thought, well, you probably ought to get a wiggle on then. So you and Peter took him out for breakfast. Didn't need a wiggle. No, didn't, didn't need, need a wiggle. wiggle. No. no. So Carl's sitting there in his pants with a wiggle on. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those, are, those are things you don't want. Yeah, you don't want to be... No, no, no. I may have misjudged the fact that he was coming to this game completely <laughs> until I was like... Oh shit! That's today. Yeah. So yeah. There, there was a couple yeah. of there was a couple of panics, but listen, we pulled it off. The um, pulled it the, off. Tweet that, the tweet that I saw today was was excellent. By the way, the um, the travel oh, agency the, one. The travel so agency. Whoever's, whoever's responsible for that, well done, because that did that make me. me smile. So yeah. I, I think so. You took him for breakfast in Croxley, and then that took yes. us up to what about quarter to twelve or something, and then I then took you showed, over. You showed him a pond. I, well, I did a bit more to show him a pond. I took him to <laughs> Pinna quickly to show him where we grew up. You took him to a pond. Let's. I, let's I, then, I then walked through the town and took him to the pond. Yeah, I showed him all of the sites really that you'd expect someone who was visiting from the USA, who was a Watford fan, to want to see. So, uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Right. I mean, let's face it. Jack does. He writes in our blog stuff. He's he's on the spaces. Lovely, lovely fella. But he has come. You know, he's flown transatlantically to be here. He spent two days in London. Um, marveled at what the city has to offer and then you know carl and i basically give him well give him an enormous take him to a greasy spoon (laughs) which which, hang on we've got to tell justin this because he did (laughs) peter sat at the table and i thought i thought we were going to have to call the fire brigade to get him removed from the table (laughs) that was a bit tight is it as i typed it was compact it was compact and bijou and about and about 75% 75% of me was resting on the tabletop. That's yes. all I'm saying. Those yeah. cafes with those fixed seats and chairs yeah, yeah. are not friendly to the larger gentleman. It's, it the has to be plate, Peter's plate had to be on the opposite side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't stop me. Actually, okay. that, that did cheer me. I thought I was going to have to get him some butter or something to get him out of there. But no, he, he, he managed to... He managed to weave his way out, so it was fine. I, I was, in fairness, I was just relieved that there we were in the cafe, and that you know, Carl was finally wearing more than his pants. What? Yeah. Started, but yeah, yeah. he started mentioning the butter. Now, the good, the good thing was, as I turned up, so I got there a little bit after you because you got into the car, and uh, he he kept his beans and he kept his toast just for, just <laughs> really for the photo need. opportunity. Jack, Jack, what a pro, everybody! Hold on, in let the... me just move my stomach off the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know of what you speak. They are uncomfortable. Brilliant, it was so. Uh, it's, yeah, I know exactly what you. There's one in there's one in Boreham Wood like that that I went to with family about a year ago, and I went, "Holy shit, I'm not getting in it." And um, yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, it, you have to say, as greasy spoons go, it would suggest that they don't really know much about their clientele. No, they haven't <laughs> thought about it, have they? No. You know, I would suggest that in many many ways, I am their target demographic. They're not catering to me. They're not yeah. catering to me. Hey, let's not get on to worrying about catering. That'll be for another podcast. Yeah, indeed, indeed. You're not really uh, looking for the sort of pallid, stick-thin vegan market there, are you? But hey, <laughs> maybe maybe they just want to try and get as many in as they can. He, I actually pointed out to Peter that everything on his plate bar and the egg was made of pork. <laughs> <laughs> and, in fa- in fairness, pork. <laughs> and in fairness, that, that included three quarters of my stomach, which wasn't good. Um, you went for the number six pork platter, did you? Well done. Yeah, That's he had a pork platter, yeah. That's what you need to go for, yeah. That's not, that's not true. I had an egg, I had beans, and, and yes, essence of pig. I do apologise. <laughs> Any, <laughs> anybody, Sorry, I forgot the beans. I do apologise to all our vegetarian uh, listeners, um, but you will be pleased to know that we are growing. As you heard earlier on, uh, we're, we're really starting to crack into this stuff, as you will have heard Justin use the word pallid earlier on. So there you go. There you go. 
There's, a, there's enough place. steps for us there today. There we go. So, yeah, I, I showed him what I thought were the sites. He saw the murals, he saw the pond. Did you take him down the subway? I did. I took him to the subway. I showed I him the... Pardon. pardon. I showed him all of the Dini cartoon thing and all the rest of it. And uh, then we ended up in the Red Lion and loads of people turned up to wish him a happy birthday, which was nice. So, oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, that was that was good. Then we lost him. Yes. Uh, we thought we'd lost him. <laughs> a bit of panic there, and then I found him, found him talking to another podcast. <laughs> WD-18. WD-18 kidnapped our American. Yeah. <laughs> There was a moment, though, you were phoning him going, well, I can't get hold of him. I said, well, I don't know where he's gone. I've had a quick look at a pub and can't I, find I, him. And me and Justin had a, a – well, it wasn't a disagreement, but it was a brief um, conversation in the garden. I said, you had one job to I get know. to take care of the Americans. <laughs> you were the one with his phone number. I mean, come on. What am I supposed to do? Shout. What, However, I, liked, what, what I liked was the fact that I, me, I kind of removed ourselves from our group and went and found our American. You did. And then just fucking stayed there because I was chatting with them as well. So there you go. No hope. Yeah, we lost no Peter as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, he was. Um, he was. He was very um, taken aback by how generally how nice the people are. You know, in in terms of the support group and and so forth. There's, you know, I think that that was probably if I had to say what he took away from it would be that family club. You know, ethos. But yeah, nice guy. If you're American and you're listening to this, and you would also like to um, get pissed in Watford. On a Saturday afternoon, please speak to one of my booking agents above. <laughs> is, is this only is this only open to uh, to the United States? Well, I'd, sure. like do, I'd like to do. I'd like to do. Um, rephrase that. Actually, <laughs> I was about to say I'd like to do an Australian, but no, I will. He's back on the butter again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, any, any, um, any, any countries except the French. Oh, okay. All right. Let's just, yeah. just put that out there on YouTube. Put that out there on YouTube. Unfortunately, WD18 for any French inquiries, they'll they'll be able to. Ah, to wall, but <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Yes. Hello. Save messenger. Yes. No. 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 We like the French. Yes. yes. No. 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 He meant Andrew French. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There we go. Got off another hook. Well done. Well done, Peter. Well done. Thank you. That's two successful transatlantic trips that we've managed to facilitate and get. To, well, he hasn't gone home yet, but hopefully he'll No, he's still here. He's still in London as we, he as we record. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, well done. Well done. Hi, this is Amin Abdi, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, yeah, there was one... There was one sour note i think from 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 saturday which was the towards the end of the match i said to peter it looks like someone's being taken out with a banner there and uh, indeed that is what happened and then you caught up with them at the market tavern did you know they were going to be there or you just saw a bloke outside with a banner and went oh have you just been chucked out or <laughs> no no it was um it, it was pure luck it, it was more the fact i recognized the one guy's haircut 
when I was in the pub and I was like, did you have the banner in the ground? And he's like, yeah, it was me and my, me and my pal, the, the other guy that we, we interviewed as well. And we got talking to them and then that, that was it really. They sort of just explained it for, from their point of view. Why don't we have a listen to that right now? Right, guys, guys, hang on a second. Right, we're in the pub, but what I showed you, the banner, we're with the man here. Honest answer. Where are you thrown out? Where are you asked to leave? We were asked to leave uh, by one steward at first, and another one turned up, another one turned up. The time we got to the top of the stairs, there was 10 of them. So you, and you got chucked out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man handling this and all sorts. Right, we're still, we're still here. Right, right. Very quickly. We just, we just spoke to your pal there that had a thing. Right, so, tell me. So you, you've walked along the, the lower GT with the banner, which we've just seen. What, what happened when you got to the far end? Because we got to like, the far end, we got a steward come up to us telling us to take the banner down and, and we'd been, been told to get us to leave the ground. So you were escorted out the ground? We were escorted out the ground. We didn't, we didn't particularly go. I sort of, uh, we had like uh, apparently their top man come to say like, that we wasn't allowed free speech in the ground. I made a point on the on the on the post match phone in that banner will have contravened ground regulations, and I appreciate everybody's going oh ground regulations blah blah, blah. but it, it states in there you are allowed to bring in two uh, two meters by one meter. Basically, it doesn't say, you know, oh, it's fine if it's on fire. But basically, it says anything bigger, you need a fire certificate for. I would imagine that kind of flaming towels are probably frowned upon. It, so it contravened that. So probably they were within their rights to perhaps ask them to leave. However, before you'd, you'd come on and told me off for talking too much again, by the way, just, just to remind you, we'd, we'd had Rich on who, who'd, left, who'd left the ground with about a minute to go just to try and you know, kind of get ahead. And he was there as they were being confronted by head steward or head of operations chap. Uh, we shan't mention his name because a couple of people said you shouldn't have mentioned his name. I don't know why we shouldn't have said Ian Pope's name, but we shouldn't. Anyway, so <laughs> well done, he Pete. was there. Well he was there. Thank you. I know it's a slight of hand. Don't don't don't, <laughs> don't look in my eyes. Look around the eyes. Anyway, he, he was there, and other people heard him basically say, yeah, but you haven't got the right to protest. And they went, what about free speech? He said, you don't have the right to free speech inside the ground. And it's like, hmm, okay, well, that's interesting. That is interesting. There was actually a follow-up to this uh, in The Athletic. So so the headline uh, is Watford's anti-Potso fan control. There you go. And there's a controversial opener for you. Watford have told a fan who was... Uh, first of all, they're talking about Rich, okay? Uh, Watford who, who have told a fan... Uh, who was ejected from Vicarage Road for attempting to display a towel with the words Potso out on it, that he won't be admitted to the ground unless he attends a meeting with the club official, reports Avon Leventhal. So, uh, a meeting with a club official. doesn't say so which club if, official. If I may, meetings are generally uh, with the people that I've met before. For... Oh, Yes. Yes. yes <laughs> you're familiar. Yeah. You? yeah. So, I'm familiar with the process. And, it, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure it's just a case of meeting with him to discuss why it's not acceptable from Watford's point of view, whether that be safety, whatever it is, but it is a process nonetheless. Now, uh, the, the fan named Richard was thrown out during the 3-2 home defeat to Huddersfield on Good Friday. He tried to purchase tickets for the most recent home game against Bristol City, but his online attempt didn't work. So he's obviously thought, OK, I'll try and buy some tickets. Oh, that's not working. Um, after contacting the club, he was told that he would not be allowed to attend Watford home or away fixtures unless he attended a meeting with the stadium operations manager according to the club's policy. Okay. I think you have to come back to the question of if somebody has got 
something that is within the ground regulations, what rule are they breaking that justifies them being ejected from the ground? That just uh, now the club might turn around and say, no, it is within our uh, our right to admit who we want. And in a way, we we might not have an argument with that. They may be able to do it. They may be, I, I would suggest, it may be incredibly ill-advised at a time when uh, relationships with the supporters are incredibly strained to do so. But they may say, readmitting him in, bring him in, that is, that is at our gift. We can do that. But I would really like to know, and it says in that article that they've contacted the club and no comment had been made as to why he had been ejected. Mm-hmm. And I would just really like to know why he's been ejected. Now, a number of people I've seen on, on social media, because you kind of look around and see kind of what the reactions are to it. And, and a, a number of people have said, well, it was just one person. And why are you making a big thing out of a negative across both of these ejections that, that have gone on? The answer is because next time it could be you. It could be me. And I don't think that actually having having somebody treat you, we've, we've mentioned before, treating people like customers or thinking of you as customers, we are supporters. There is a difference in the relationship with you as the entity of Watford. There is a loyalty to you that, to be quite frank, should fucking well cut both ways. And at the moment, it's only cutting one way, genuinely. This has been enforced. The The level of stewarding at Huddersfield, and I, I'm not going to go on about it too much because I ranted off when we after I spoke to Rich because he's a perfectly nice guy, uh, this Richard who, who, who got who got booed out there. And he was making a peaceful protest, and the the response was absolutely out of out of proportion with what was going on. You know, he was basically leapt upon or, or leapt at by six stewards, pulled out, taken out there. Then when they got that, all they were after was the was the actual banner. So they left him alone. And so he tried to hightail it back in, which I thought was just very funny because that's me. And then he got caught again and thrown out. And the people who he ended up with were the police, who were the people who said, no, they were just they were just chalk and cheese in comparison. Watford we would welcome your statement on this in the same way that, you know, for example, Ben Manga released a statement this week just confirming that we weren't sacking a manager for clarification. It would be really nice to actually see something stated on this. Now, I appreciate that, especially the people in the comms team at this moment in time are having a devil of a job because the people at the club, and I would suggest the people who are shall we say, setting policy and enforcing policy are doing a devil of a job to make it very hard for you to be able to put decent comms out about what's going on when people are going, hang on, what, what's going on here? People at the top of the club, make a statement about it. Take, Make a statement. I called afterwards that I felt that Scott Duxbury, because he is where the buck stops, he might not have been the person, person responsible, but you know what leadership starts with? starts with taking responsibility. Somebody in the top brass of Watford should take responsibility. That is why we are banging on about this. That is why we are not letting this go. That is why when, you know, the excellent Andrew French has asked questions to the club and they've come back and said, it's it's about safety. Well, I've, I've forgotten the amount of times that people have been, you know, kind of walking along the, uh, walking along the Sir Elton John stand and been mugged by a towel. Um, yes. You know, yeah. Safety? Really? Really? We can't do better than that? And that's mm. why, the, you know, the, the words, the original family club are being used against you, mm. because that's what you that's that's what we are. That is the history. That is the track record. A lot of people are saying, yeah, don't don't keep looking back at the Taylor era. Don't look at back at the Elton John era. You know, the Potsos have done brilliant in the first you know seven or eight years. And they have. And the stadium is brilliant. It's great. 
you can't underplay what they have done. But the last few years have been rudderless. And literally in the last few weeks, there has been seeming a panic at the top of the club that people might criticise them. And it appears that people might actually say anything with a negative connotation with a Pozzo banner attached, that that should be stopped. The words that have been used, and we've heard them, that there is a zero tolerance on protests. Really? When did we become a fucking enclave of North Korea? Mm. That's ridiculous. We can do better than that, Watford. And to be frank, I'm fed up of saying this season we can do better because you know what we can. And I've also defended an awful lot of people at the club, and I'll do it again. A lot of people doing a lot of good there and trying to do everything right for the club. You people at the top who are setting or are enforcing this policy, think about how it looks. Think about how it looks to people. And again, if you don't think it counts, we feel the same about flasks as we do about the older generation taking in sandwiches. I mean, we ban flasks and food in the middle of a cold snap. Who's that going to affect? It's not going to be the people in the 1881 going, oh, Terry, have you packed the flask and the sandwiches? No, (laughs) it's going to be the older people who have been supporting the club for generations, literally. We can do better and we should. We can do better. Absolutely, absolutely right, yeah. I mean, like you say, the fact that someone was has been told you, you can't have a right to protest here and there is no free speech in here, well, you know, you don't, you don't like using terms like North Korea, but that's where you hear this kind of stuff all the time. You know, it's just, it, 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 it leaves a very, very bitter taste in the mouth. And this isn't the club that I supported originally now. And when I first started going, this isn't that club anymore. And that might not mean anything to someone of a certain age. You know, if you're 20, you, you know, you don't remember the, the, the good old days of the, you know, when it was the original family club and, you know, so much was done for the, for the younger generation. It wasn't just the occasional junior Hornets meeting or the occasional junior Hornets sort of away day. This was every away day was an away day with the junior Hornets and so much was put on. So, so I'm lucky because I went through that. But I also go back and think, God, this isn't how it used to be. We never were like this. Who's who's changed the tone? The tone has been changed somewhere. Do we think it's the current owners? Is it happened before that and it's slowly eroded away? Is it symptomatic of how football has to be now? Are, they, are Watford falling into a trap of, well, no, no, football's like this now. It's ultra stage managed, you know, no room for criticism. It's kind of very sleek and very professional. Are we all part of that? Or do we think this is a Watford problem? Because I don't. I genuinely don't know. If it is a Watford problem, I'm concerned. I, I, I think it's a Watford problem. I think that there's there's been a lot of, um, and Peter's just touched on it, a lot of mismanagement at the very top that's filtered down, you know, into the club. And it, it's now starting to outpour, you know, amongst the fan base. The last two weeks, we've been speaking about people having banners removed from them during games. That in itself suggests that there's a problem, that there, there's a there's an issue amongst the fan base, that there's people that are not happy. And look, you know, none of us here can say moving the potsos on is going to be a good thing. It might not be. It might be the worst thing that that, that we ever do. But people keep saying, and, and I've, I've been guilty of saying it in the past, you know, be careful what you wish for. But what I do wish for is my club to be successful, for me to enjoy going there, which I, I haven't for a very long time. And I know I'm not alone in that. And and just the, the whole feel of the place, the whole energy uh, of Vicarage Road is, is just not what it used to be. And it's, it's, it's a real sad, sad time that we're kind of in at the moment. And and it's probably not all the Potso's fault. I, I agree completely with, with what Pete said, that the buck stops with Scott Duxbury. But something has to change. And to be told that we're not allowed to basically support our club on, on how we see fit 
is a joke. What, I can't boo? I can't now say boo because someone... What, what next? What, what mm. next? Mm. It's, it's just it's really sad. It really is. By the way, by the way, <laughs> and I'm saying the buck stops with Scott Duxbury. I'm not saying he's the one to blame necessarily. No, no. There, no. May, there may be a story behind it, but until mm. we're told the story... We don't know what that is until we're told the justification about why that well, banner is okay because it doesn't criticise the owner or ask mm. something. I don't. I don't personally agree with Potso out necessarily. I'm very much for talking to the owner and finding out where it is and informing my view as to whether I think he should be moved on or not. There are many people who have the view of well, who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy it? What's going to be? It? That's absolutely right as well. Again, why I want to hear from him. But is it? As a man who who is the CEO of the organisation, the buck stops with him. The responsibility is with him. And I would like to see him take some leadership and do kind of what he did at the start of last season. Granted, it only lasted 10 games and saying, fessing up a little bit and going, yeah, we've lost our way a little bit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But this is on a this is on a smaller, more manageable level. Trying to trying to trying to arrange results in the championship or the premiership is a devil of a task. I get that. I get that. No problem with that. But doing this sort of nonsense, mm. really, we, we can be better. Yeah, I might get a banner made for Wednesday that says "boxes or briefs," and just see if that gets removed. <laughs> just to see if it is the message. I don't know. Is that the first thing that came to mind there? Boxes or briefs? Boxes really? or briefs? Yeah. yeah, it's because my my undercrackers are chafing as I record this at the moment, so it's oh. it's high on my agenda. <laughs> this, okay. this is not good. Somebody's <laughs> been taken to hospital, and he's worrying about slight chafage. <laughs> it's not slight, Peter. It's not slight. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's talking about mildly impressive chafage. There we go. Yes. So, uh, just just to finish this off, when when asked by the Athletic the specific reason the fan was ejected from the ground, Watford failed to provide an answer. That speaks volumes. Well, there we are. So, Cardiff on Wednesday. Uh, I suppose we ought to do the uh, DNSYE prediction league. But I think. So, I'm- more points because what you did you did you you reluctantly went because uh because david from uh, forever bristol city took your one all fixed position you reluctantly went for a one nil win carl you went for a two nil to bristol city so it basically means that currently the scores are carlos languishing if it's possible to languish in a three-man <laughs> table you yeah, are doing I, that i've done it i've done it yeah you you, are, you have you've done it excellently 17 points is carl 19 points for the efl and 22 points oh, for that's just a comfortable cushion there however however with no guest from cardiff we are rolling out the big guns and so this very afternoon i approached somebody who was nearly disparaged earlier on Mr. Andrew French of the Watford Observer. And I said, Mr. Andrew French, we would like you to represent the EFL. And he went, why are you talking bollocks? Just ask the question. And I said, okay, what do you think the score is going to be? And he said, 2-0 Watford. So the EFL are finally coming out with some common good garden sense. That's what I like to see. 2-0, says Andrew French, to the glorious Hornets. Carlos, what are you going to go for? Well, last time round, I, I went with a Bristol win just so that Watford would win so I couldn't lose it, and it Ooh, worked. Genius. So genius. I could, I could do that again, but I'm not going to. So I'm going to go Watford 1, Cardiff 0. Oh, it leaving Justin in the moral quandary. The moral quandary of, does he think about it, or did you just go, fuck it, 1-1? One, one? Well... I would have gone one nil actually because I I but but Cardiff have been spectacularly poor, haven't they, this season? It's not been good. Very poor. And we've got our tails up. We've we've scored at least two goals in the last three games, haven't we? 
Yes, we have. Yeah, two against yes. Coventry, two against Bristol. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting against... here. I'm sitting here with all the results in front of me, and I'm going, oh, let me... <laughs> just look at your yes. screen. Uh, so, so we are scoring goals. So let's go for another two. But I can't do two 0 because Andrew went for two nil. Our Cardiff going to score. Let's go two one Watford then. Two one Watford. Everybody is predicting a Watford win. So we all know what that means, everybody. Yes, it means we're, we're going to lose. Yeah, yeah it's going to be crap. Oh, well, there you go. That's all right. That's positive, isn't it? If all three of us are going for a win, that's got to be encouraging. Although that will then start the hope again. That's going to start the hope again. And that's going to be, well, we only need to win another two games and we still could be in the chance of the playoffs and blah, 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 blah. Do not scratch your eyes! Ben Manger is going to have to realise what he is going to be going oh. off and, and doing as per uh, as per Scott Duxbury's always entirely accurate <coughs> programme notes saying that... Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> that, that Ben Manga is going to be, you know, kind of defining what his role will be going forward. What do you mean you can be defining his role? He's been here for four months. <laughs> he, he, he was, you know, he put the statement out about second Slavon Bilic. How don't we fucking know what his role entails? What did you, what did you employ him as exactly? Yeah. <laughs> he's, head of, he's head of catering, apparently. Is he? Yeah. Well, he's going to have to feed Nathan Jones next season, by the looks of things. Let's oh, not go into that discussion. Don't, don't. Let's not go into that's that discussion. A, that's, that's, another, that's a whole podcast on its own, I think. In fairness, <laughs> he's, he, in fairness he's only small. I mean, how much is, yeah, he probably eats about two Welsh tea cakes a year or something. <laughs> is that a thing? A Welsh... Other variety of tea cakes yeah. are available. It's one thing we have to do, because everybody said about it, what's the position in the fantasy league? That's oh, yes, what everyone too. wants to know. Who's yes. winning in would the fantasy like, league? Would you like me to get that? Would you please? Only, only Neil Silverstein like. wants to know this. Nobody else does. No, no. Yeah. He's, he's got a right to... to um, Do you know what? I haven't looked at this since October. Neil, Neil, Neil has had to suffer the trials and tribulations of Kathmandu, which he's not been impressed with. Not he's one not iota. That, he? he's, he's no, really he's not. He's not. Or... No, I <laughs> I've flown up the table in the last few weeks. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say, okay. So we'll we'll do the bottom three. That's that's <laughs> probably best. Who um, be there? So in 64th place, that's last, uh, is Mogies Bogies uh, by Mr. Mm. Mr. Justin Beasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 63rd is Yellow Submarine by Alan Lathwell, and 62nd is Cursed Eleven by Dave Bayliss. So that's Ooh. the bottom three. So hold on, how many points between Alan and uh, and Justin there? Who's going to go? Who's going to win the Wind of the Spoon? Oh, there's there's quite. The, I mean, there's three hundred points between sixty fourth and sixty third. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do fantasy league, but even to me, quite that a sounds lot. like quite a lot. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Yeah, okay. I'm in. Um, I'm in forty eighth. Do you not just set it in August and leave it? I thought that's what you did. I must no, have no, got no. It You've probably got about fifty seven transfers that you could make <laughs> in the last. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm in 48, surrounded by Deanie in a Bottle and How's the Family FC. Uh, How's the Family FC? Let, let's, let's get on let's, to the... Um, let's get on to the championship race. Yeah, so, yeah, in third currently is I'm a Loser, Lee Harris, with 2,022 points. Second is Inside the Paper Bin, Gary Wolf. With Ooh! Two, and there's a motorbike passing. <laughs> two thousand two thousand and thirty-five points. Gary Wolf. And he he won he won the uh, one of Pedro's boots. boots didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yes, he did. Well, oh, and Rio Wolf is in fourth place. So I'm assuming I I, I wasn't aware of. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a family connection. A family connection there, but yeah, uh, Rio is in fourth. Two thousand and three points. But anyway, at first. 
I don't know if anybody's mentioned it before, but it's uh, it's Neil Silverstein. Oh, there Neil we go. Neil Silverstein is leading. Oh. He's leading. Full uh, for my eyes. Yeah, two thousand and one points. Rangers. Neil, could you show me how to use this fucking thing next season so I know what I'm doing? I haven't got a clue. I thought you just sort of pick some players and, you know, I, I understand injuries and transfers and things, but I don't get it. I don't He's understand. got some right random random players. I would never have picked half of these, but it's yeah, see, I mean, I've well. got, like, you know, Haaland and some properly decent players in my team, and then they're just on bottom. Thank you for joining us on the Do Not Squint Your Eyes podcast, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you all soon. Um, you warns. You warns. <laughs> You want, or we'll do an alternative ending. <laughs> it, could, it could be even worse than the last one. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.